Chapter 42 Jennifer placed her new diamond jewelry carefully into her armoire and ran her fingertips over the stones in the necklace. She desperately wanted to speak to Nicholas in hopes that he could explain what had transpired. But at the same time, the very idea of dreaming frightened her. Trina's presence in the house provided Jennifer with much needed comfort and the visit to the library could provide some much needed answers to the bizarre occurrences in her life. Exiting the bedroom, she made her way down the hallway to the staircase. She had taken a few steps when a shadowy object darted from the bathroom, crossed the hallway and disappeared under the door to the hall closet. Her stride was instantly frozen. Currents of fear pulsed through her body and electrified her skin. She had caught a glimpse of the object but was uncertain of its appearance. It moved too swiftly to identify. She eased back a step and pressed her shoulder into the wall for support. For a moment, she thought of the demon fetus from her dream. Oh, please, no. The creature manifested itself in the real world like the gifts from Nicholas. The thought chilled her blood. She attempted to calm herself by rationalizing a more logical explanation. It happened so quickly. It's, it's just a shadow. Maybe it was my imagination. This whole house has finally succumbed to a mouse invasion. No, the, the object was too big. A, a rat. A rat. Oh, God, please don't let it be a rat either. <sighs> Maybe I should open the closet door to investigate. No way. They do that stupid shit in the movies. I am not that brave. Finally, she decided to press her body against the opposite wall, slip past the closet, and then make a run for the downstairs to grab Trina and a tennis racket. She eased herself along the far wall, keeping her eyes fixed on the bottom of the closet door. Her shoulder slid along the support until it reached the doorway to the bathroom. She was as close to the closet as she would be. Another ten paces to the staircase. Her heart pulsed in her temples with each breath. She hated little things that moved swiftly, especially when it's too dark to see them. She had only enough light emanating from the downstairs to outline her surroundings. With her eyes fixed in the closet door, she reached inside and flipped the bathroom light switch. The glow from the bathroom illuminated the closet. All was still. The closet door was shut tight. There was no evidence of a tiny intruder. She took a single step. A sound from behind her once again froze her retreat. The sound of water. Not just dripping, but shifting in subtle splashes. Her eyes remained fixed on the closet. She turned slowly, wary to peel away the stair that had been assigned to the cracks beneath the door. She chanced a glimpse at the tub. It was filled until its corners nearly spilled from the rim. She labored for breath as she stepped cautiously into the room to examine the drain. There, beneath the ripples, pale skin, the body of a young female was submerged inside her bathtub. Jennifer's breathing increased to a near pant. Her muscles, atrophied with terror, refused her order to flee. The teen from her nightmare had manifested in the real world. Her eyes, black and void, fixed on Jennifer's position. A hand slowly rose from the waterline, reaching out as tiny droplets spattered upon the floor. Every ounce of will screamed within Jennifer to move, but instead she was locked in a dumbfounded paralysis, her body refusing to react to what her mind could not comprehend. The hand gripped Jennifer about the wrist. The feel of the cold, gray flesh caused an involuntary shudder down Jennifer's small frame. Jennifer heard the bathroom door slam shut behind her as the teen began to tug at Jennifer's arm, attempting to pull her into the tub or pull herself out. Jennifer wanted neither. Her body trembled and her mind convulsed without definitive direction. She could not move. She could not scream. She could only manage a mild resistance to the tub. No. Jennifer managed beneath her panting breath. She flexed her hand and wrist in an attempt to slip the teen's grasp. The cold, dead fingers gripped tight. She pulled against the corpse's demand, attempting to free herself from the lifeless touch, free herself from the death. At last, Jennifer's moistened wrist slid free, sending her stumbling backwards and crashing into the bathroom door. She reached back and frantically tried the doorknob. Her hands quivered with such intensity she could barely control their actions. 
The team began to rise from her submergence without bending joints. She rose as a rigid board being lifted from behind. Water ran freely from her ears and mouth, no sign of life in her body. No motion of her lips or heaving of her chest, only black eyes that peered out from pale gray flesh. Come on! Jennifer spat in frustration as she struggled with the doorknob. She took her attention from the teen to use both hands. She pulled frantically back on the door and willed her hands to obey. The latch clicked free. The door swung in on its hinge and Jennifer nearly tumbled into the water. Wet, cold hands grasped the back of her blouse. She never had a chance to look back as she pulled free and stumbled into the hallway. Her constant panting had dizzied her. She could feel herself losing her consciousness as she swooned. She was fainting. Her last thought was of what her fate would be. Her last image was a quickly approaching floor. Her last verbalization was the desperate cry. Trina!